Hello, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. I will be reading from the book by Joseph Prince, The Power of Right Believing, Seven Keys to Freedom from Fear, Guilt, and Addiction. This is the 10th time, and I'm not exaggerating, 50 minutes I have been reading this same when things seem hopeless over and over and over, and I have to keep recording 50 minutes is a big loss to me. I could have probably 12 or 13 recorded. I keep losing my voice. The lawnmower keeps coming around. They're mowing outside today. Finally, when I was on the last couple paragraphs, and I'm thinking, yes, it's finally going to happen, Alexa comes on and says, this is a reminder. Take vitamins. This is a reminder take vitamins. I'm like, no, I was almost finished. I thought, okay, I'll leave that in there. And then I'm like, no, I better not leave that in there. So I still have a good attitude, even though, boy, this is a long time just to read two and a half pages. It's such a big loss to me, but I have no idea. This is the 10th attempt. If I lose my voice, or if something else happens in the background, I am pushing through. I'm sorry. I have to get through this no matter what, and I will apologize in advance. Here we go. <clears throat> when things seem hopeless, having been abandoned at birth and given the meager means of her adoptive grandmother, it seemed by all human reasoning that she was destined to be trapped in a cycle of poverty. So how did God turn her situation around in the face of such hopeless circumstances? By sharing her testimony, I want to encourage you to see that it's not how or what you begin with. You may have been born under severely challenging circumstances, or perhaps your parents are separated. Or you may even have suffered abuse as you were growing up. My friend, I am here to tell you that with God in your life, it's not the end of the road. You can have hope and expect good even when things in your life seem hopeless. Although it was very challenging to make ends meet, this lady shared with me that even as a child, she always felt there was a God somewhere, a God who was watching over her, protecting her, and blessing her. She related that as a little girl, she used to talk to this God and she even wrote to him in a little diary that she kept. She also remembered praying a simple, innocent prayer to this unknown God saying, if you are the true God, please come and look for me so that I may come to know you. Today, as she looks back, she is filled with gratefulness towards the Lord whom she declares had known her even when she was in her mother's womb. She knows that it is God who brought the right people across her path and protected her from danger in so many instances even before she had gotten to know him. When I heard her sharing this, I was reminded of the promise in the Bible that says, God is a father to the fatherless, Psalm 68.5. Her own biological parents may have abandoned her at birth, but her father in heaven 
had an amazing plan for her life. In the same way, he has an amazing plan for your life. Hold on to his promise recorded in his word for you. Four, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah 29.11 She ended up doing so well in school that her vice principal encouraged her to continue her studies in Singapore instead as the opportunities in her own town were limited. With her grandmother's blessing and only 10 Malaysian dollars in her pocket, she headed to Singapore. Despite having to take on various jobs to support herself as well as her grandmother, she continued to thrive in her academic pursuits went on to a top-tier local university and graduated with honors in chemistry. She then landed a well-paying job at a multinational company. But after three and a half years, she decided to venture out to build her own business in 1989. In the year 2000, God honored the prayer that she had prayed as a young child when a friend invited her to New Creation Church in Singapore. Having heard different things about God over the years, she remembers the freedom that she experienced when she learned for the first time through my preaching on grace that God loved her so much more than she could ever love him. She stopped seeing God as someone far away and instead had a personal encounter with the God whom she knew had been watching over her all of these years. She shared with me that when she encountered the love of Jesus, she began to faithfully come for service every Sunday, despite the long line she had to wait in to get into the auditorium. Some time later, she felt the Lord leading her to take her business public to remain competitive. She approached a bank for its assistance to underwrite her company's attempt to undertake an initial public offering known as IPO. The bank manager to whom she had presented her business, he turned her down and explained it was not the right time to attempt an IPO as markets were dismal and the Dow Jones had been on a massive downward slide. As his parting shot, the bank manager said, if the Dow Jones starts going up today, you can come back. I am so sorry. I have to continue. I can't start over again. I'm really sorry. I'm losing my voice again. If the Dow Jones starts going up today, you can come back tomorrow and we can talk again. She shared with me that when she walked out of the bank, she remembered a message 
that I had preached on being bold and asking God for big things. She said, you told us not to insult God by asking only for small things. You said, ask God for big things, compliment him and have a positive, confident expectation of good. So she went home and before going to bed, she decided to step out in faith and ask God to do a big thing for her. She believed that he could move the market in her favor and simply prayed, God, you are almighty. Surely you can influence the U.S. market and make the Dow Jones go up in Jesus's name. Now, Singapore is 12 hours ahead of New York, so the market opens when it is night in Singapore. At about 4 a.m., this lady felt a prompting to get out of bed to check on the Dow Jones, to check to see how the Dow Jones was doing, and found that it had bucked the downward trend and was beginning to climb upward. In the space of just four hours, the Dow Jones had risen by an astonishing 18% because of an unexpected announcement by then Chairman of the Federal Reserve, Alan Greenspan. I apologize, but I'm finished. Praise the Lord.